right, welcome to episode 39 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope everybody's having a good week and uh, doing well. Once again, thanks again for uh, taking a few minutes out of your schedule to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. This week, I'm smoking the coffee, K-A-F-I-E, coffee, 1901 San Andres Maduro Toro 6 by 54 So let me go ahead to their website and read you the details. This cigar took almost two years to create. The tobaccos in this blend come from five different countries, including our own harvest from Honduras. This box-pressed masterpiece is my dream combination of tobaccos, a blend to be enjoyed at the most festive occasions. This is the pinnacle blend for our company. We are extremely proud of our creation. As with all of our cigars, these are also a brick-and-mortar exclusive. And uh, that is not true because I ordered, actually ordered these online from... Uh, gosh, I can't remember where I got these. Anyway, yeah, I got these online, so not a brick-and-mortar exclusive any longer. Uh, the wrapper is a San Andres from Mexico. Binder is Honduran. Filler is Nicaraguan, Dominican, and Brazilian Matafina. Strength profile is 9 out of 10. And the Vitolas are 642, which is a 6x42. 546, which is a 5x46. Robusto Largo, 55 x 50 Toro, 6x54. And Grande, 65 x 60 And that is the details on the coffee 1901 San Andres. And I'll leave the link in the show notes so you can check them out for yourself. I uh, can't remember where I got these, but like I said, I did order these online, so they're not a brick-and-mortar exclusive, as it said in the uh, details. So let's go ahead and get back into Mike Heiser's book, What Does God Want? We're in Chapter 9, and the section is entitled... Disciples confess sin and accept God's forgiveness. One of the things a disciple has to come to grips with as soon as their journey of following Jesus begins is that they will fail. None of us is sinless like Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21, 1 Peter 2.21-22, and 1 John 3.5. Nor can we hope to be. The Bible is clear on this point. The disciples sinned, Mark 14, 30, 68, and 72. One of them, John, wrote later in life, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. 1 John 1, 7-10 It's wonderful to know, though, 
that our membership in God's family is not due to our performance. Our good works cannot put God in our debt. He never owes us everlasting life on account of any merit we might think we have. Our performance, or lack thereof, did not move him away from us. God loved us while we were yet sinners. Romans 5.8 Consequently, we must remember that since salvation could never be gained by moral perfection, it cannot be lost by moral imperfection. In light of our imperfection, the true disciple of Jesus must stay focused on the kindness and love of God. Look again at the passage from John's letter. It tells us exactly what to do when we fail God, either by doing something that isn't consistent with imitating Jesus, or leaving something undone that is consistent with being like Him. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I think I might need a relight. I have this problem every once in a while on the podcast. I'm not sure I got it lit all the way before we started, so give me a second. should be good. When we sin and fail, we must acknowledge it. That's what confession means. We must not hide, excuse, or rationalize our sin. God wants us to admit it. Why? We need to be humbled. We need to remember that salvation is about what someone else, Jesus, did for us, not what we earn. Confession acknowledges that we are children of God because of Jesus. We can be sure that our sin will not separate us from God. We will not be kicked out of the family. Romans 8, 31-39 God knew before we embraced the gospel that we were flawed. It's not something that surprises Him. It doesn't change how He feels about us. An obvious question then is, why should we care about sinning? The New Testament disciples came across that attitude in people. The Apostle Paul brought it up in his letter to the Christians in Rome. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can he who died to sin still live in it? Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? Romans 6, 1-2, and 12-16. Notice that the Bible doesn't say, God forbid, don't sin or God won't love you anymore. 
Rather, the concern is returning to the bondage of self-destruction. So on one hand, we will sin, but on the other hand, we should avoid sinning. This struggle is something the Apostle Paul knew well. Romans 7, 7-25. Yet he was a remarkable follower of Jesus. The New Testament alerts us many times that there's a war going on inside us. Our hearts want to follow Jesus, but our unperfected selves want self-gratification and preeminence in how we live. 1 Peter 2.11 and James 4.1 As we seek to follow Jesus, it's a good idea to, so the saying goes, keep short accounts with God. The idea is that when we fail, we should be quick to confess it and thank God for his forgiveness. We should remember what our sin cost Jesus. We should keep following him in loyal love, being grateful that he went to the cross while we were yet sinners. Romans 5.8 So we could be his brothers and sisters. That's it for this week's uh, section of chapter 9 of Mike Heiser's book, What Does God Want? And we'll get back into it next week. Like I said, uh, we're getting pretty close to the end, so I'll have to figure out where we're going to go after this. But we've still got a couple of weeks left in this book. Hope you're enjoying it. And I hope you go and uh, check out the links in the show notes. Go pick up a copy for yourself, as well as uh, listening to and subscribing to Mike's Naked Bible podcast and checking out his uh, Awakening School of Theology, which I'm in uh, my last few weeks of be finishing up the two-year course here in about four weeks and uh it's well worth well worth it i would highly recommend checking that out also check out groundworks ministries uh, for daily bible studies and devotionals and uh also the burning bush merchandise store where you can pick up some swag to help uh let others know about the show so thanks again for stopping by and until next week have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. Mm-hmm.